0: Welcome back to the Come Follow Me read-along. Thanks for joining me again. We're reading the scripture passages that go along with the weekly study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With generous permission from Thomas Wayment, the BYU Religious Study Center, and Deseret Book, I'll be reading today's chapters from Thomas Wayment's translation, which is titled The New Testament, A Translation for Latter-day Saints. So let's start with 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before God our Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you inasmuch as our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power and the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know how we acted among you and on your behalf. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord after you received the message in great trial and with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example for all those who believe in Macedonia and Greece. For the word of the Lord has sounded out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but word of your faith in God has traveled to every place, and we do not need to say anything, for they report about us the kind of reception we have among you, and how you turned to God from idols, to serve the true and living God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, the one who delivers us from the coming wrath. Chapter 2 For you know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. Although we suffered and were treated shamefully in Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to declare the gospel of God with much opposition. For our appeal is not based on error, impurity, or deceit. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not to please people, but to please God, who examines our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is witness to this. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or others, although we could have been a burden to you as apostles of Christ. Instead, we became like little children among you, like a nursing mother caring for her children. Thus, having affection for you, we were pleased to impart not only the gospel of God to you, but also our own souls, because you had become so beloved to us. For you remember, brothers and sisters, our work among you and our distress, working night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaimed the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, to how holy, righteous, and blameless our conduct was toward you who believe. You know that we were like a father with his children, with each one of you. We entreated and encouraged you, urging you to live worthily of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Because of this, we thank God constantly, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human message, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is working in you who believe. For you became imitators, brothers and sisters, of churches of God that are in Judea and Christ Jesus because you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews, who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They displeased God, and they opposed all people by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that the Gentiles might be saved. Therefore, they always fill up the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them at last." But when we were away from you, brothers and sisters, for a short time, in person but not in heart, we were more eager and greatly desirous to see you in person, because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, wanted to come again and again, but Satan hindered us. For who is our hope, our joy, our crown to boast of before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Chapter 3 Therefore When we could no longer bear it, we decided to stay in Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and fellow servant for God in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and comfort you concerning your faith, so that no one would be moved by these persecutions. For you know that this is our determined outcome. For when we were with you, we told you before it happened that we would suffer persecution, and it happened, as you know, because of this. When I could no longer bear it, I sent to know about your faith. My concern was that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and our labor among you had been in vain. But Timothy has come to us from being with you, and he has told us the good news about your faith and your love. He also told us that you always remember us with affection and long to see us, just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have been comforted by you in all our distress and persecution because of your faith because now we live if you stand firm in the lord for how can we sufficiently thank god for you for all the joy we feel before our god because of you we pray earnestly night and day to see you in person and to mend whatever is lacking in your faith may god our father himself and our lord jesus direct our way to you may the lord cause you to increase and to abound in love for one another and for all, just as we do for you, so that your hearts are strengthened in holiness, and that you may be blameless before God our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Amen. Chapter 4. Finally, brothers and sisters, we ask and encourage you in the Lord Jesus that just as you learned from us how you ought to live and please God, just as you are doing, you should do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your being made holy, that you stay away from sexual misbehavior, that each of you understands how to possess his own body in holiness and honor, not in lust and desire like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one exploit or take advantage of a brother or sister. Because the Lord is an avenger of all these things, just as I told you earlier and solemnly warned you, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness. Therefore, the one who rejects this is not rejecting human authority, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning the topic of brotherly love, you do not have a need to have anyone write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you are doing this for all the brothers and sisters in all of Macedonia, And we encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this more and more, to aspire to live quietly, to attend to your own business, and to work with your own hands, just as we commanded you, so that you will live an upright life with respect to outsiders and not be dependent on anyone. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who have died, so that you will not grieve as the others who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For we tell you this by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and who remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of God's trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and who are left, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Chapter 5 Concerning the times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need anything to be written to you. For you know well that the day of the Lord will come as a thief comes in the night. When they say, There is peace and security. Then sudden destruction comes upon them, just like a labor pain for a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that the day does not seize you like a thief. For you are all children of the light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night or darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who are sleeping do so at night, and those who get drunk do so at night. But we are of the day. And let us be sober by putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope for salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to gain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are alert or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who work among you, and who preside over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. We encourage you, brothers and sisters, to admonish the disorderly, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, and be patient with them all. See that no one returns evil for evil to anyone, but always seek to do good to one another and everyone. Rejoice always pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not suppress the Spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold tightly to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace make you completely holy, and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will accomplish this. Brothers and sisters, pray for us as well. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. I solemnly charge you by the Lord that this letter be read to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. That's the end of First Thessalonians. Now let's read Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must thank God for you always, brothers and sisters, which is right to do, because your faith is growing, and each person's love for one another is growing. Therefore we boast about you in the churches of God, for your endurance and faith in all kinds of trials and afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of a righteous judgment of God, and for the purpose of making you worthy of the kingdom of God for which you suffer. For it is just of God to repay those who trouble you with affliction, and to provide relief to the afflicted and to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These ones will pay the price of eternal destruction, being separated from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might, when he comes to be glorified by his saints and marveled at by all those who believe, because you believed our witness on that day. For this we pray for you always, so that our God will make you worthy of his calling and fulfill every good desire and work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified among you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 2 We ask you, brothers and sisters, regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, not to be quickly disturbed in mind or alarmed by a spirit, word, or letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you by any means, because that day will not come until the apostasy comes first And the man of lawlessness, who is the son of perdition, is revealed. He sets himself in opposition and raises himself up above every so-called god or object of worship, so that he sits in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was with you I told you about these things? And now you know what holds him back, so that he will be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work but the one who restrains him will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will destroy by the word of his mouth, abolishing him by the presence of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is made clear in the works of Satan in all power, signs, and false miracles, and with every kind of wicked deception aimed at those who are perishing because they rejected the love of the truth that would save them. Because of this, God sends a powerful delusion to them so that they believe what is false, and so that all of them who have not believed the truth and have enjoyed wickedness will be judged. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you for salvation through being made holy by the Spirit and faith in the truth. He called you through our gospel for this purpose— so that you may possess the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold tightly to the things which you have been taught by us, whether by speech or by letter. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God our Father, who loved us and gave us an eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. Chapter 3. Finally, brothers and sisters, Pray for us, so that the word of the Lord may spread quickly, and be glorified, just as it was among you, so that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. For not everyone has faith. The Lord is faithful. He strengthens us, and guards us from evil. We are confident in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will continue to do the things we commanded. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God, and to the patience of Christ, now, we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to stay away from a brother or sister who lives in idleness, and not according to the tradition received from us. For you know how you ought to imitate us, because we have not been idle when we were among you. We did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but in toil and labor, night and day, we worked so that we would not be a burden for any of you, not because we did not have the right but so that we might be an example for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this instruction, that if anyone did not want to work, he should not eat. For we hear that some live among you without working, not actually working, but nearly working. In the Lord Jesus Christ, we command and exhort such people to work in silence and eat their own bread. But you, brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing good, But if anyone does not obey our instruction through this letter, take note of that person and do not associate with him so that he may be ashamed. Do not consider him an enemy, but exhort him as a brother. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. May the Lord be with you all. I, Paul, wrote this greeting with mine own hand, which is a sign in every letter that I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. That ends 2 Thessalonians, and that ends our reading for the week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week.